Hi, I'm Brian Subbo from the Indigo Invitational Fade Competition, and you're listening to the Denim Hunters Podcast. Welcome to the Denim Hunters Podcast. My name is Thomas, and I'm your host. Whether denim is your passion or your profession, or maybe both, this is the podcast for you. Denim Hunters is a blog turned consultancy platform. We direct denim business through insights, creativity, and action. If you have a denim business and you'd like to know more about how we can help you grow it, go to denimhunters.com forward slash work. Before we get to the interview, I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate that you're listening. And I have a small favor to ask of you to help me grow this podcast. Would you share it with five denim heads you know? Ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are also more than welcome. And don't forget to subscribe to get notified when new episodes come out. Alright, we're almost ready to get to the interview. But first, here's the FAQ of this episode. Alright Brian, so um, what are some of the most frequently asked questions that you get? Uh, the first one is probably how do I join? Uh, that's the, the sort of competi- uh, joining the competition is just a matter of going to the Facebook group. Uh, you can send us an email uh, as well. We'll be opening up registration uh, in uh, probably early September, late August uh, of 2020 of this year. Uh, so that, that's when we'll be starting registration for uh, year two. Mm-hmm. So just join the group and watch the announcements. We'll be making announcements in the Facebook group and on uh, on Instagram. Cool. Uh, other questions that always come up? Yeah, um, it's usually questions about uh, what they can compete in. Uh, and they, they really need to be brand new. So if you've, if you've got a pair that, oh, I've only worn them like, you know, I've only worn them four times. That usually means they've worn them for three weeks. Hmm. Uh, you know, so, um, and then we end up looking at the pictures. We gotta, we gotta say no uh, on that pair. So, just start with a brand new pair. Tags on. Leave those tags on. Uh, you try them on for fit, but after that, just put them in the in the closet and do not wear them. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and that, those are the, those are the two. Those are the those are the biggest two we get questions about. Lots of like smaller questions, but those are the big two. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer or ask my guest in a future episode, you can submit it at denimhunters.com forward slash questions. You can send it in as text, which I'll then read out, or you can record it as audio, which we can then play back on the podcast. Just remember to state your name and your Instagram username. So let's just, I mean, I think we got to start with the basics here uh, for the listeners to, to get to know you. Uh, some of them, they probably already know you through the Indigo Invitational. But yeah. let's just hear, I mean, who is Brian and um, and what do you do? Where you where do you live and, uh, and where are you right now? Yeah, uh, actually right now I'm in Norway. I'm in Fredrikstad, Norway, in the southeast part uh, of the country here. Uh, we're kind of riding out uh, the, the corona uh, here uh, in Norway with my wife's uh, family. And normally we live in Budapest uh, in, in Hungary. I've been living there for about seven, eight years. Uh, I've moved there uh, from Canada. I'm originally from Canada, uh, but I moved over here to be with uh, the girl who would eventually become my wife uh, a few years ago. Uh, I'm an editor. Yeah. Uh, I started doing that, uh, like doing kind of writing, editing, 
uh, ghostwriting, a lot of that uh, kind of stuff. Uh, when I moved here, before that, I was a dance instructor uh, back in Canada and a student before that. So, uh, oh, yeah, that, that's okay. Kind of, yeah, go ahead. Dance instructor? Okay, w w tell me more. Yeah, I was a ballroom dance instructor. Uh, so I, I just did that. Well, I started when I was 16, uh, dancing, and it, it, it was something I did kind of as a side uh, project while I was uh, a student. So I, I was teaching dancing. It's just, just uh, a, a passion, a, a long-held passion of mine. Uh, to kind of connect through okay. uh, to, to music and uh, with a partner, it's it's fantastic. It's something I think everybody should learn a little bit of uh, at, at some point in their lives. So yeah, it's, just a, it's something I still try to do as much as I can. But yeah, it was it was a it was a job for a while in in Canada there, a uh, full time job. But that's what I was doing when I left ballroom, Canada. Ballroom, ballroom dancing. So that's where the like a, you know you have that it's like you have suits on big dresses and you do those different well, kind of dances okay. and <laughs> yeah that's that there's a there's a certain image of dancing uh that uh, you you kind of have to like i've often had to kind of struggle against so uh the kind of dancing i did it was just social dancing so you go most cities have something like this where you have on friday saturday sunday night you can go to a ballroom dancing club and you don't have to wear a suit you don't have to, like you can show up in jeans and a t-shirt uh, which is great to denim is fantastic dancing uh and uh i i can't okay so so i've only seen i mean pictures of you i mean there is actually a picture of you on your linkedin where you have a suit on but otherwise i mean i guess people know you from from jeans and and denim yes. so yes. so this but but you were you were saying that it wasn't this i mean did you do competitions then as well or well, well yeah but yeah, okay so uh, again there's two different worlds in, in in ballroom dancing there's kind of the social side where it's just mm -hmm. about going out on a friday saturday sunday night and dancing with a bunch of different partners uh, and you, you maybe have never have danced with this person before you or you maybe danced with them once or twice before but you go out and there's a piece of music and you it's lead and follow Mm. So, uh, like the, I as a gentleman lead and the lady, the lady follows. And then we have a conversation on the dance floor through kind of patterns and through dancing, but we don't know what the other person is going to do. The competition side of it is where you, you have a routine, you have a two, two and a half minute routine, and then you run through that thousands of times until it's perfect. It was, that was not why I was in it. I was just in it to, uh, to have that kind of communication have these amazing conversations with people through dance. Uh, and, you know, I, I dance with my wife now. She wasn't a dancer when I met her, uh, but um, I think I'm teaching her. And, uh, yeah, it's really deep relationships can result from this. It's, a, it's one of the so, deep passions. So you met your life. wife through actually dancing? Uh, no, no. I, I, uh, I met my first wife through dancing, but my, my, uh, the, the one I'm married to now uh, was uh, a, a big upgrade. Uh, she, uh, I met her at a bar, uh, in it's Budapest. Classic. So I was in a, yeah. I was in a, it's, it's, they're called ruin pubs in Budapest. It's real rundown buildings that are basically about to be demolished. Uh, and mm -hmm. bars will come in and say, Hey, we'll take it as is. And then they just put up a few stop signs on the walls and some kind of art installations and a few of the old apartment buildings and stuff like that. And they, uh, they run a bar through there. So I was in there one of those one night met my wife saw her across the room and I never 
cross a room to go talk to a woman, but I did on that night. I was just, I was compelled. So I went over and uh, yelled at her a bit. And uh, yeah, now I'm in Norway. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> and, uh, and how yeah. long ago is it that you were in that bar? Uh, that was 2011. So that was my first time traveling uh, in Budapest. Okay. Uh, and, 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 yeah. And you got there um, because, so why did you come there in the first place to, to Budapest? Because you told me previously, we've had many talks to, uh, yeah, yeah, at to this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 you you told me that I mean because your roots and and this is a long story I know but well, your roots are actually yeah, Hungarian yeah. right that's where the name comes yeah, from yeah. so I was like okay maybe you but but so tell the listeners how did you get to Budapest because you come from Canada and then you go there why well I, I when I finished my my, my master's uh, my second degree in in Canada. Uh, I, I'd never been to Europe. I, I really wanted to go uh, see as much of Europe as I could, kind of do a, a grand tour uh, in a way. So there were a few places I really wanted to wanted to hit on that tour. Uh, when one of those was uh, was Budapest, because there was a family reunion for my grandfather, who was an artist. Uh, in, in, in he was born in Hungary spent most of his life in France uh, and then went uh, back to Hungary uh, at the end of his life. I never met him as he died when I was, I was very young and he was in Europe and I was in Canada uh, and he had a, a, a lot of <laughs> like a lot, a lot of children, about 24 at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You children. told me that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was, and he, he, was a good character. he, he hung out with some of the great artists of, of his time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he was part of all those circles. Uh, and it, it, the word we use most often is kind of bohemian. Uh, and mm. I, I see these old pictures of him and there's, um, it, it, there were a lot of problems. He was uh, like, uh, in terms of the individual, he was a lot to be desired. Uh, let's just, just, just say it like that. Uh, but un unbelievably stylish. Uh, man, you know, I've, I've got one of his old uh, Sherling, like uh, full-length coats, uh, and all the pictures of him. You see, like it, it, he image was very important to him, I think. Uh, mm. and, and obviously, his art was a big part of that. But but so was the way he presented himself. So I think there's something of his uh, stylishness uh, came down the line to me. Right. So so you went to that family reunion, and that was then yeah. in 2011. Yeah, that was in 2011. That's why I came to Budapest. So I, I came there for just a couple of days, went to, it's called Haidusaboslo, kind of in the uh, eastern part of, uh, of Hungary. And uh, I went there for just a couple of days to meet with all these, basically uncles, uh, mm. who I, I'd, I'd never, uncles and cousins who I'd never met before, didn't even know existed until I went to that, uh, went to that family reunion, did not know that there were, that he had you know 24 children until... Uh, I went to that reunion, so that was that was kind of the reason for me to go to uh, to Hungary. I'd been doing some dancing in in Calgary, like folk dancing and um, and, and doing gala balls, uh, doing like Viennese waltzes and stuff like this. Again, this is my my dancing history is one long story after another. Uh, but I, I was interested in Hungary, uh, and I had this family roots uh, there, so I came to Budapest. Went to Haidu Saboslo for a few days and then came back to Budapest and ended up staying in Budapest for about four months. Hmm. And what did you do then? I mean, what did you do there? 
<laughs> I, I I did nothing. I, I, Josephine, my wife, uh, and I we, we met uh, in September, uh, and then we we kind of started hanging out. I think it was in about October. Um, and we, right. we, we went and, on a date and, and I took her tango dancing and then, and then we just basically hung out in her apartment, uh, for, for a few months <laughs> watching television. And then I guess, uh, living in Hungary is, was, it was and is re relatively cheap, right? So you, I mean, beers are cheap. Oh, it was so cheap. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was super cheap at that point compared to Norway, uh, you know, where we're at now. Uh, yeah. you know, at, at the time, I was smoking and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and drinking a considerable amount. Uh, and <laughs> it, it's just like like beer was like one euro for, for a beer. You know, a pack of cigarettes was two euros. So, you know, it just made sense to, you know, drink five or six, seven, eight beers when you're out <laughs> for eating and smoke a pack and a half of cigarettes. You know, it's not, not costing you much. So, um, I've had to slow that down. You know, when you, when you move to Budapest, it's... Uh, it's another story. You got to slow things down a bit. So, so your your job on I mean, so so soon we will talk about uh, the Indigo Invitational and denim as well. This is not uh, the, the 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 dance podcast. <laughs> Sorry, no, but uh, <laughs> but um, um, but but yeah. So, so okay, 2011. You're in Hungary. You're hanging out with your uh, with your now wife, and uh, and you yeah. decided to 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 stay there. Uh, were you already a, a writer then? Or what did you do for a living? Uh, so I, I, I finished my my degree uh, in English literature in Canada. Uh, that was mm. shortly before I went traveling. But uh, when I was when I was staying with with Josephine uh, the, that that first time when I was still traveling, uh, I didn't have any plans at that time to become a writer or anything like that. I didn't know what I was going to do exactly when I went back to Canada because my, my money was running out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, was, I was kind of on my last, you know, few hundred dollars. Uh, so I, I knew when that ran out, I would have to come, you know, back to Canada, and I would have to find uh, work of some kind. I didn't know what that would be, but um, when I when I got back to Canada, I got the, the, the that's when I got the uh, the offer to come teach dancing full time at a, at a studio. So I took that offer. But at the same time, I was doing a bit of editing on the side. Uh, a, a, a client approached me. And said, hey, "I would like you to edit my my novel." So I, I would work 10, 11 hours in the dance studio, go to the gym, come home, get home usually about midnight, and then I'd sit down at the computer and I would I would edit. And it's like a blink of an eye. It's like three, four in the morning. I, I just I would just find myself like kind of falling into this uh, this kind of close textual editing, and I love I really loved it. So when I decided to move permanently to, to, to Europe to be with my wife. It was a, I was like, yeah, I want to do something with this. And uh, that's when I started uh, kind of looking for clients online. And I haven't looked back since then. Still my editing and writing is my primary, uh, primary source of income. Yeah. Yeah. You told me, you've told me previously that, that so what you do is you will, for instance, uh, work on a book project with, with someone who wants to write a book and you will uh, help them write that basically. That that's yeah, that's that, an that's, example of what you do. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's a, that's the long and or, or, the, or the skinny of it. Uh, so I I, I try to improve uh, whatever manuscript kind of comes through my hands. Sometimes the manuscript is simply a, a table of contents. You know, they they, they say mm -hmm. here's here's the book I want to write, and I just write the book for them. Uh, sometimes it's 
uh, you know, 40,000, 50,000, 60,000 words that needs to be uh, substantially improved, you know, clarified and uh, you know, smoothed out uh, from start to start to finish. So it's so you it's, will it's actually really rewarding work. You will have, I mean, you've published many books then, but it's not, I mean, that you've more or less written, but your name is not on the cover. I guess then. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's yeah, that's the that's the the job of the ghostwriter, right? That's the uh, yeah. Um, it, there's there's ups and downs, you know. Like I I get to feel you know a tremendous sense of accomplishment every time I finish a book, but yeah, I don't get my my name on the cover. I'm not uh, you know I'm an Amazon bestseller <laughs> author. <laughs> Without actually but, uh, having your name anywhere, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But I guess your my, name, my name is, of not... course, in the book. Some something that you've helped. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. Okay. No, sometimes, sometimes not. You know, oh. some sometimes it's the author's choice. You know, if they if they want to put me, you know, somewhere edited or, uh, but uh, I'm not in any book as ghost written by. There's no, no, no. there's no book out on the shelves there that says uh, that, that makes it clear how large my role was in hmm. in, in creating these books. So, so I think that uh, sort of um, segues nicely over to uh, what you do now and, and why we're talking. Because yeah, um, yeah. With yeah. the Indigo Invitational, you can shorten all that. That all everything that's come up to now, you no. can you can shorten all. That. Well, <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. I think I I learned some things that I actually didn't. I didn't, for for the listeners to know, I mean, we so, so we got to know each other through the Indigo Invitational. Um, yeah, and yeah. and I can I don't think I ever told you uh, actually, but I was I was chatting with uh, with one of the one of the faders, one of the competitors, um, and and um, and you and I we had actually chatted before. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it was Steven Snyder that I was chatting to. Yeah, Steven. I was going to say Denim Rambler, right? It was uh, yeah. So, uh, so Steve yeah. and I, we were chatting. Uh, this was like pretty much when the competition started, I think. Um, and 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 honestly, I mean, because I I texted you right when it started on Instagram, and and I got this sort of feeling like, oh, he doesn't really want to have me part of it or whatever. Um, so so I was like, okay, it's fine. I mean, I'm just gonna sit and, and see where this thing goes. And, um, and then I was chatting with with Steven for some other reason, probably. Uh, and and um, and he was like, but you should uh, you should do something with the, with the Brian with Indigo Invitational. And I was like, okay, introduce me. We were introduced, and then it's like, hey, this dude is a great dude. So, uh, but I honestly, my first impression was that oh, he's very um, direct, and you are, and and I mean that's yeah, yeah. personality, um, and 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 I I don't hold anything against you for that. It's just different from mine. Mm -hmm. So the first reaction that I got was like, oh, okay, I, I step back a little and and see what happens. And now we we're here, and um, and you've published, you've had. You've written, I don't know, uh, it, it's coming up on 10 articles uh, that have been published on Denim Hunters. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to take our relationship to the next level for the next Indigo Invitational. Um, and yeah, I, I would say I've, you've become a, a good friend, even though we never met, but we yeah, yeah certainly yeah, spend a lot of time right? talking. So, yeah. Well, um, when, when I first started the competition, uh, you know, with the, when, when Dave and I uh, started this competition, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really know where where it was going, what it would uh, what it would kind of do, uh, and how how, mm. how how big it would get, how much attention uh, it would garner uh, over the coming months. Uh, so yeah, if if the first the first time we kind of reached out, it was it was uh, probably because 
I didn't really know what I was doing yet. I was no. this just still no. entirely new to me. This whole scene was entirely new to me. Uh, so yeah, when, when Steven Snyder uh, connected us there, uh, it just felt like a good fit at that, at that point, uh, that, that yeah. we should, we should absolutely start talking and, and, and start doing some, uh, some collaborating together because the, the writing side of it, uh, when I started the competition, that wasn't something I was really even considering, but, uh, as after, after a couple months, yeah, like I've, I've got a voice uh, now in, in, in the scene mm-hmm. and I, I, I want to use it. I want to explore it. Uh, and and, and uh, especially in conversation uh, with other uh, denim minds like yourself, yeah, uh, I try to get conversations going. So, 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 so let's uh, go back a little to before you started the competition. I mean, when did mm-hmm. you first get into to denim, into raw denim? Uh, that was I was working at a bookstore uh, in, in Calgary, uh, so I was, I was a bookseller uh, when I was just finishing my my masters. And I, th- I think somebody mentioned something about raw denim, uh, almost like derisively from what I remember. I think it was one of the, one of the girls who worked there. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're probably you know, into raw denim or something like this. And, and said it almost as a, as a throwaway. And I said, I didn't really know what she was talking about. So I did a bit of research. I said, actually, yeah, this is something <laughs> I, I, I would actually really enjoy uh, from the looks of it. So I went up and I got uh, like it was, it was that week, and I went to got uh, to get a pair of nudies because that was the only kind of raw denim I could find in Calgary uh, at the time. And, and what time is it? Fit, just to be clear, what, what, what year are we talking about? This, this is like two thousand. Uh, this would be two thousand eleven, probably like January, mm. February two thousand eleven, kind of shortly before I went traveling. Maybe okay. maybe December, you know, yeah, of two thousand ten. Uh, and uh, the, the nudies. I really liked the feel of kind of the, the, the raw denim and the nudies. It wasn't, uh, uh, they, they weren't fading for me very quickly. And it was, but I was wearing them every day. Kind of it was average Joe's, wasn't it? Or what did you wear? Yeah, it was average Joe's, which was yeah. the same. You, you it was yeah, your first pair as well? Or? It was my first pair of nudies too. Uh, Selvage, average Joe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I still got them. <laughs> I've still got mine, their, uh, their, their you know, mine are actually there. sitting. The mine are actually in Amsterdam, in the in, at Denim City. They have this archive thing. Uh, so, so I think I believe mine are still there. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're in a glass display case. Well, I don't know. They're in some sort of uh, in in a. It's they're stored away somewhere, but but yeah, they they have a bunch of jeans there, and and um, yeah, my average Joe's is sitting there. But anyway. That that's I'm, I'm. I I have I haven't been able to part with any of mine yet. Uh, I almost got rid of like my, my second pair. Hmm. Uh, I've, I've talked to Naked and Famous and uh, to Rudy, uh, this uh, Swiss jeans freak, yeah. about uh, getting rid of these. But now now I'm into Sashiko, so uh, having these old beat up pairs with tons of holes in them is just one yeah. more excuse to get the needle and thread out. So my my that was my second pair. This Naked and Famous, which I'm still hmm. working on now. Uh, and that, that was, that was really the, uh, the kind of the gatekeeper moment where I passed through and, and, and said, okay, I'm, I'm going to really throw myself at this pair because I, I, I got them kind of the day I started traveling. I, I bought them in Vancouver at this little, uh, little place. It was the first time I'd seen the naked and famous brand and I, I grabbed a pair. I can't, I can't remember the name of the fit. It's a broken twill. That's, that's all I can remember. Hmm. Uh, and I wore those all the way across Europe, you know, through through 
I was traveling over the spring and summer and then uh, into, into the fall as well. And it was hot. I was in Portugal and Spain, you know, all parts of France, and Italy, and then Budapest, which is, you know, 40 degrees in the, in the summer there. Uh, and when I came back, I, I didn't wash them uh, through, through the whole trip, which I probably should have. But uh, <laughs> when I got back, the, the, the fades on them were just incredible. I, mean, I, I couldn't believe what you could do with just a, you know, six, seven months of dedicated wear. So that was really uh, when, I, when I started to look deeper into the scene and get into you know, what raw denim, what you can accomplish with a pair of raw denim jeans and how amazing they look and feel on, on your body uh, when you put the put that time and effort in. Hmm. Right. So if we go forward, then the new... You you also have been wearing uh, Ironheart the same as my first pair of Ironhearts I know uh, yeah. the twenty one ounce six, uh, six th- is yours six three four as well is it six three four yes. your first pair yes, yes. yeah I I, I I feel like those are uh, the six three four is just everybody should have a pair mm-hmm. it's the it's the classic correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong but it's the, it was the it was Ironheart's first cut yes. Yeah, yeah, and that denim is the first different. denim, so so it is like how where where it started with them, and um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's a great fit. Uh, that that's what I like the most, and and listeners by now will know that um, yeah, uh, an Ironheart fanboy. Um, they don't pay me yeah, anything, yeah. never. Uh, <laughs> I, so 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 just to get that out there, uh, and and I would love to try other jeans as well. It's not that I'm only dedicated to that, but at the moment, it's yeah, it's I'm just hooked, I guess. But anyway, um, if, I, I, if we, I find a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, I find a lot of that in 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 this scene. Uh, is that when people find a, a brand they love, uh, it's kind of like fifty fifty. You know, like uh, like half the people when they find a brand they love, that's all they want. So Ironheart fans. Uh, at, at a certain level, they just had one pair of Iron Hearts after another because it's it's the best for them. But why why would you go experiment with other brands when you know that the fabric and the fit is going to be absolutely perfect right off the? Well, rack that is also a thing that's that that's, that's common for for a lot of guys, for a lot of men. That you know when you when you find something that works in clothing, and if you're not really you know a, a, a clothing geek like we are, I guess. Because most people are not even even those that are into that are wear like Ironheart even you know a lot of them it's like hey this is good stuff uh, it fits me well okay I buy this and it's easy then you know it's like you don't have to worry about what to wear and it could be any brand really it doesn't it's not specifically with them uh, like you said so so I think that's that's probably also part of it um, it's like it's like you know with the um, Steve Jobs, he always he always had the same outfit. Um, Zuckerberg, he always wears the same thing, yeah. Yeah. you know. So so mm-hmm. it's it, it you don't have to make that choice. Then uh, I think that's part of it too. But for me, it's like I also this this so many great brands out there, so much great denim, I and I would yeah. love to try yeah. a lot more. So so that's sort of on. I have a lot of brands on my bucket list, uh, specific jeans fits that i would love to try out uh, i don't have it in front of me right now but you know there's there's a ton of things um, that 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 would it's, be interesting it's, it's been uh, when i started the competition i i, I only knew uh, I, I i would say probably 10 like i could that i could list if you said like hey, hey give me 10 raw denim brands I, I probably could have done it you know when i started the competition and seeing uh, the, the the competition for, for like 
this is as a cross section of the uh, of the denim scene and we're still there's tons of brands that are not represented uh in the in the competition like the 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 osaka five uh, i think studio d'artisan is the only um i think hmm. uh, osaka five brand represented in the competition so um, like year two i want to see more of those but i've been exposed to like some indonesian brands some thai brands uh rutloffs which i'll be competing in in rutloffs in year two getting these small ateliers in in, Ger- in, in germany and uh, in the netherlands seeing what they can do and uh, what the people in, in Southeast Asia are doing with their denim as well. Uh, hmm. That's been one of the most eye-opening experiences of this, uh, or parts of this experience. I run in the competition is seeing like, oh, this, this world is huge. It's absolutely yeah. massive in terms of the brands. And now I want them all. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I, like, I love Ironhearts and I, I want another pair of Ironhearts uh, in my rotation, but before I get to another pair of Ironhearts, I, I've got to try a pair of Samurais. I, I, that's a huge hole in my mm. collection, uh, and I'm really excited to step into these Rutlofs. And the next ones I'm getting are, st- are the Strike Golds, uh, the 2105s. So I'm right. I'm super excited to try these other brands just based on what I've seen in the competition. Yeah. So so let's talk about why you started the competition. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. I joined this raw denim uh, Facebook group. Most people, uh, most of the listeners are, are probably familiar with this group. It's a really, really amazing community in there, uh, kind of, of supporting uh, members who are keen to answer questions that people have about raw denim, but also just to share pictures of their projects, of their pairs. And uh, I've, been, I've been a member for a few weeks, just kind of participating in some of the conversations. And I, I, I noticed the, the, about 80% of the pictures I was seeing, maybe 90% of the pictures, were brand new denim. Everybody was showing off their new pairs. Uh, and they would say, oh, yeah, I'm wearing these for six months. And there's no fades uh, or very few. The, the only people I was seeing that were like showing fades were coming out of Thailand. Uh, so I, I started, started having conversations with people about like, why am I not seeing great fades on this page why 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 are we why am i seeing so much new denim and people had really deep rotations they had oh i've got eight pairs you know i've got or i've got 10 pairs or you know with, with some of the people in there i have a hundred pairs hmm. so they, they couldn't get anything going they couldn't get any fades going uh because they were just uh, they were they were collecting you know right. and the pages seemed to be the, the, there was a lot of focus on that so uh, I started some conversations with the started with really with a conversation with Alex Alex Swords uh, Kill Your Jeans, right? Uh, and and he and I went kind of back and forth on hey there should be a competition you know there had been some conversations apparently before that uh, about having for a the for the members of the, that group specifically yeah, for the members of that group hmm. so um, I'm, I, I've got some initiative and I've got some spare time. <laughs> so, hmm. uh, I, I started to just, uh, like I started a Facebook group for the, the, the first annual Indigo Invitational, uh, in the raw, uh, started that as the, as the first, it's a very long name. <laughs> we're we're going to work <laughs> up for, uh, for, for year two. It's just going to be probably Indigo Invitational, but, uh, we started the Facebook group, uh, and the members just started to like, boom, 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 boom. Just started people who started jumping over from, uh, the raw denim, uh, page into into this competition. There was clearly a, 
a, a desire uh, to, to have mm-hmm. a competition like that. So as soon as I had a few members started reaching out to sponsors and within a few, like a few weeks, we had 10 sponsors, like thousands of dollars in prizes, uh, just from some, some great sponsors who came out of the blue, even before, um, I really had a chance to reach out to them. Some of them just immediately started reaching out to me because they were in that raw denim group. So right. yeah, it was fantastic. Right. Yeah. It's so, so you started it. I mean, I, I was just looking on my phone uh, and I've, yeah. I was a member since uh, September uh, 2019. And that's the competition started in June, uh, right? June, yeah. June, June, 19. June 1st, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was May 10th, um, I think, was the, the first day that we, that we started the... Uh, the, the 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 group we started the group I think it was on May 10th because we just had our one year anniversary so yeah interesting very interesting mm. so so at at the time of recording uh, I think that's maybe important to uh, to state it's um, the 20th of May 2020 uh, so it's actually um, Levi's day it's uh, the the day that uh, they got the patent yeah um, Yeah, it's this the date. Eighteen seventy three, right? May twentieth, eighteen seventy three. Yep, yep, yep. So that's that's actually today. Just for listeners also to know that when they hear this, uh, the competition year one will actually be over. Um, so so we so so just tell us, you know. Well, it'll uh, probably Brian's be right. in its in its final. Uh, it'll probably be in its final stage. Uh, when when this depending on when you may be, if you release this in September, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the well, well uh, no, no, it's it. I well, uh, it's it's gonna go out in June. So so it will be. So so tell the listeners, once you hit June first and year one is over, what's gonna happen then? So uh, on June first, uh, that that's kind of the. Uh, is when we start accepting the final galleries. So people are going to send their, uh, they, they have been sending since June 1st of last year. Uh, they've been sending us every month uh, on, on the first of the month. And sometimes they need a little pushing to get, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to get those updates in. But uh, we, they send us three pictures, at least three pictures. So the front side and back uh, fit pics. Uh, and uh, on June 1st, The, the upcoming June 1st in a couple of weeks, they'll submit their last uh, fit pick gallery uh, and a few other pictures as well. So they can send, uh, like they can have the staged photographs uh, for mm-hmm. the, for those last, uh, for, for the last update. And then we'll be putting those into like kind of five picture galleries. Like, so it's uh, like a collage of those five pictures, sorting those into galleries And then putting them up on the on the Facebook uh, competition page, so that we as a group can can judge uh, the top 50. So we're, we're, it's going to be by likes. So right. you, you have the gallery up, and you can go through. There'll be ten uh, pictures per gallery. You'll be able to go through and say, "Oh, I, I like this one. I, I, oh, I really like these ones." Uh, so the ones with the most likes, those will go through to our top 10. And those will be judged mm-hmm. by Rivet and Hyde, uh, Danny at Rivet and Hyde, and uh, I think a few of the other people he works with there. They're going to judge uh, our, our fades for us and, and tell us who our winners are. Hmm, that's cool. So I mean, and, yeah. and now you also talked about a bit of the premise of the whole competition. Uh, just to clarify, it, it, it's it's free to join. 
Um, and it's going to yeah, be free absolutely. to join for year two. It, 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 there's no absolutely, money involved yeah. there. For, for, and, and then uh, all you have to do is on the start, the starting day of the competition, you, uh, f- for year one, you had to upload a picture, right? With, uh, the, that showed the, the hashtag, uh, raw proof. And then, as you just said, every month yeah. you have to submit an update so you can also see the progression that no one is cheating or, or using sandpaper or anything like that. But you can follow the natural yeah. progression of the fates. And then, yeah. um, so, so, so that's really all you need. You need a new pair of jeans that you don't wear until the competition starts. And then you need to submit uh, a handful of pictures. I think you, it's like you require three pictures, right? Front, side, and back or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's yeah. it's those come in once a month. Like it's um, the rules are quite simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like in, in it's just bare bones uh, form. You just need a brand new pair of raws, any weight, any brand. You know, it doesn't matter. Like I, I really want people in year two to start kind of exploring maybe some other colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a. Um, uh, it was the eight. I, I can't remember the name of the. the, the I, was, I was looking at. There was kind of a brownish selvage uh, i was like oh my god wouldn't it be amazing to see something like that fade instead of all blue but anyway yeah. back, back to these back to the rules you just need a brand new pair of raw any brand any weight and then you just need to be willing to send us uh three pictures front back and side uh w- once once a month every month without fail uh and uh, other than that like it's, it's, it's kind of wide open you know, we definitely don't want anybody doing like using sandpaper or uh, any kind of um, inauthentic, I guess, uh, or don't don't cheat. <laughs> that's that's yeah, probably the simplest way to say it. Just just don't be a cheater. Uh, and we all know what that means, you know. In this yeah. community, we, like there was a conversation earlier today about oh, this is the way to you know grind down your jeans to get the best whiskers. And most of the people in the group are like, oh God, no. This is, this is terrible. Stay away from us. <laughs> yeah, right. So, it, uh, if if uh, for, for for the listeners who are thinking about joining year two, like year year one, like the the registration was done ages ago, uh, but we're going to start year two on October first. Uh, that's going to be the first day of of wearing a brand new pair. So, I'm encouraging people to go out there and join the Facebook group, uh, which is first annual Indigo Invitational. In the raw again, <laughs> that's a, a very long name for. Uh, but we'll be changing that uh, coming up soon. Join the Facebook group, uh, and you can kind of see the progress there. And in the files, in the group files, there's the rules. So those will, those can, will be clearer than anything we can tell you in this podcast. Yeah, and if you're not on Facebook, you can also uh, if you're on Instagram, you have Indigo Invitational there as well. And I guess you can also, mm-hmm. I mean, updates will be coming through there as well. And um, you will also, I mean, stay tuned to Denim Hunters because I will also be sharing updates on this as we go. Um, yeah, because of our, our our partnership for the next one. Uh, yeah. Denim yeah. Hunters being the media partner. So, so, so of course, those are the places to, um, to connect. And, um, and yeah, assuming that. So, what if uh, what if someone is listening after uh, October first, twenty twenty, to what we're talking about now? Yeah. So, if you're Too coming late. back to this podcast, this is an archived podcast, and you're like, "Hey, what's this Indigo Invitational about?" Uh, we're we're going to you know be carrying forward into into a year three. So, uh, we have a lot of people uh, right now in year one who are just observers. 
You know, they, mm-hmm. They've come and they're kind of looking over our shoulders and, and, and watching the progress and, and deciding what they want to compete in next year. Uh, it's also just a, a great place to come and see beautiful fades. You know, maybe maybe you want to just know what's possible out there uh, based on uh, what brands fade in what way. Uh, it's, it's a great way to look at that. So come join the join the Facebook group, absolutely. But also just uh, the the Instagram page, the Indigo Invitational. Uh, it's an Instagram page. You can just come and, and, and take a look at what we're doing there. Uh, you might have to wait uh, quite a while uh, if if you're if it's after October. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, always send but me a message. Be- we, we we took late registrations last year, like for about a month or about two months, I think, after uh, after the competition started. So reach out, send me a message, and I'll let you know if it's uh, if it's too late to to join the fun. And I I guess Brian, we can also share that by the time that. I mean, if so, if this podcast is going out in June, well, it might not be up yet. But before the competition starts, there will be a website as well for the for the Indigo Invitational. So, and, yeah. and yeah. I know yeah. it's simply going to be indigoinvitational.com. I guess we can say that because yes. when listeners hear this, uh, it's probably going to be up anyway. Uh, it, it is not at the moment where we're recording, but uh, but it's coming there as well. So um, it's coming. So it's that's coming. we're definitely yeah. hoping to have something. Uh, where you'll be able to register uh, and find out about the competition's rules, et cetera, is a bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, we um, should have a so, website like that. So I have, a, I have a few more questions before we get to the last question here. Uh, and there's also a, okay. a listener question. Um, I'm just curious about, first of all, uh, I'm curious about uh, the sponsors. Um, what, what, how did you, I mean, what do they get from it, really? Uh, I'm curious that, That's about. a very good question. Um yeah, very good question with what they get, what the sponsors are getting from this. Uh, because you, I, think for, I mean, none of them, of them they um, they 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 sponsor with uh, with prizes for the winners, right? That's what. Yeah. So, so you have yeah. uh, you have Ironheart, you have Soso, you have um, Red Heritage, Red Cast, yeah. Self Edge, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Self Edge, they, they were late. They 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 could. So I think some of some of the sponsors uh, kind of kind of. Uh, came on board as kind of a recognition for what we're doing. Hmm. They, they say, "Hey, we appreciate what you're doing in this community, and yeah, we'll we'll, we'll throw you a you know couple hundred dollars or you know, a pair of jeans, you know, from from uh, like a company like Freenote or something." That yeah. they don't. Um, we all know these names. We all know Ironheart. We all know uh, Self Edge. Right? Like most of the people in the in the competition are well familiar with those with those brands and with those yeah. names. Yeah. Uh, but then there are kind of the, the, the smaller ones, so like a, a Leon, a uh, Soso, uh, and, and a Redcast, uh, who are they're, they're trying to build more of a reputation in the community uh, and yeah. encourage people to try their products, etc. Uh, and so I think it's a good, a very good partnership uh, for the uh, for the competition and for the brands. Uh, that they offer us a great prize and they get a chance to kind of come into the group and uh, kind of show what they're made of. Yeah, it's nice. So um, mm-hmm. before the listener question, I wanted to know maybe, um, okay, if no one's going to cheat because you're also going to figure mm-hmm. it out, but what would you maybe recommend people because they, they the prizes for for year two they're going to be well we don't know exactly by the time of recording but they're going to be pretty amazing no. i mean there's going to be i some think it's going to be really nice yeah, things based on, I, I, yeah yeah so, I can't so, so what anything. do you uh, what do you um 
if if you want to mm, do your best to to actually win this thing, what should you do? I mean, you obviously need to oh, wear the jeans yeah. every day. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what, what, what we've seen this year, uh, it's, it's been an incredible journey. I just want to say that up front. Uh, it's been an absolutely phenomenal journey with a, a really amazing community uh, kind of coming together around uh, this journey. So, the, the people who were... Uh, it's tough to say uh, who's kind of rising to the top. There are, you know, probably about 20 faders right now uh, who are, you know, kind of clearly in that, in that front uh, section, they are wearing their jeans every single day without fail. I, you know, some of them, I don't take it this far, but one of the competitors I know wears two pairs at a time. It's kind of sleeps in them. Yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so th- th- that's uh, th- this kind of dedication uh, t- to fades is, is kind of what it takes to to really rise to the top. Um, but at the same time, it's also in terms of the gene choice. So when you when you look at some of these the, the denims that have great fade potential, uh, those those are the ones that like like picking the right genes. And having the right lifestyle to go with those jeans, kind of wearing them aggressively, doing the right kind of things in them. Uh, that's that's how we kind of rise to the top in this competition is, uh, is kind of like wearing your jeans obsessively and finding excuses to get filthy uh, in, in the jeans. If you really want to take some of that that indigo out of the uh, out of the surface of the jeans, yeah, you got to get dirty. You got to like get out there and get active. It's sitting on the couch isn't going to do it. No, no, and and uh, and you and when you get dirty, you can't actually wash your jeans because there's no rules about that. You can wash them as much as you want, but I mean, we all know oh, yeah, that yeah. you mm, don't want to wash them every week. But but maybe a few times throughout. This depends on you know what you. I mean, your own experiences and 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 what you really want to achieve. But I think it's interesting what you said about picking the denims because that's why you do. You need to do a little research and figure out. I mean. Um, Finding a denim that's obviously uh, ring spun, I think that's important. Something that is long stable yeah. cotton mm-hmm. also works best. Something that is really tight and uh, and doesn't let too much indigo into the core of the yarn. Um, and, and I, you know, we we talked about this previously as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, should it be salvage or not? Well, it doesn't have to be because that's not that much of you know it's not it's it's really the spinning spinning and the dyeing and, and the cotton that is the most important but most of this denim will be serviced anyway so and it's just well, nicer isn't it so yeah what we talked about before and i'd love, love to kind of go into this uh for, for your listeners here uh is it like it's not the selvage uh, the selvage ID is often very nice. You know, having that on your cuff, uh, something to turn up there, uh, is very nice. But at at that kind of top end of the of the price range for denim, for raw denim, you have these brands that put fades first. So they're mm-hmm. thinking from the from the from the design, uh, you know, from based like from the cotton, they're like like from everything on up. Uh, to, to how the how the jeans are presented to the customer, uh, it's all about the fades. They that they know they're part of, of of that lifestyle. Whereas whereas a pair of jeans, a non selvage pair of jeans, like um, to give two examples of, of in the competition, like the Wranglers, uh, say at MKZ, I think or um, MK, I can't remember the, uh, the the model number, but the other one was the Kimes Ranch, uh, both American brands. 
these are made uh, with the saddle in mind or with going out to, uh, you know, kind of line dancing. They're, they're kind of country jeans. Uh, and the, the fades, uh, they actually don't want those jeans to fade. The people who buy those jeans don't want fades. Uh, whereas the people who buy a pair of Momotaros uh, or Ironhearts or uh, the Naked and Famous E4s or something like this, they're buying these f- to create beautiful fades. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's about uh, it's not just about oh I got to spend more money to get fades. It's, you got to buy a product that, uh, that the people who've made this product have started with the idea of let's give something that fades. Let's give something that fades beautifully, and that's salvage. Like it's just that's what they're thinking about. And there's something I mean. Uh, last thing before we get to the listener question is I think it's also. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, so you, if you got those nice fades, you also need to be sure that you show them off uh, to you guys uh, and, and to the rest of the community yeah. the right way. And that's where that we we mm-hmm. made that guide together for how to take better photos. And I think that's really important too. I mean, you don't need to go out and buy a fancy, expensive camera. Any smartphone will do, but there are a few things, and you know, just to get the lighting right, to get the the angle right, you know, uh, background stuff like this, it's all in that guide, and we can link to that. Uh, but I think that's also relevant, uh, and and I. When I look through your Instagram, for instance, when I when I see some of these, it's like, ah, oh, these fades are nice. They, they certainly look good, but that picture is yeah. crap. So you know, yeah, oh, you're yeah. doing yourself a really huge disfavor here. So, yeah, so, you're shooting you know, yourself in the foot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there there are some some great fader, great faders in in the community who, are, who do struggle a bit uh, on on the photography side. The the fades are so good <laughs> that that uh, it, it kind of more than makes up for. Uh, for any kind of photography deficit, uh, mm-hmm. called there. Uh, and importantly, so when we talk about fact, photography, it's also that you cannot, at least for the photos you submit to that gallery monthly, they have to be straight out of the camera. You cannot do any editing. You can, of course, you can improve yeah. the photos with with the light setting, but still, you know, it, it, I, are the what do the rules say there in terms of photography? And, and, yeah, and th- that's that's one of the areas. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, that's, that's one of the areas uh, where we're, we're we're trying to fine tune the language. Uh, you know, uh, going mm-hmm. into into year two, um, but especially in these last updates, the, um, the 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 monthly updates that they send through uh, to us every every month, those can't be edited. We've we've, we've told people you know uh, a number of times throughout the competition, can't touch those. You can you can adjust the light. Think about you know your your background, etc. But those should come straight from the camera uh, into our inboxes. Uh, but at the same time, you, how you choose to present the, the your fades outside of those updates, that's a different story, right? Then you can if you want to play with the contrast, or if you want to you know zoom way in on get some great macro shots, and then put a filter over them that really highlights the blues or something like that. Uh, great. You know, like I, I do that highlight it, uh, your and we love sharing uh, pictures like that. But uh, for judging, we need just like like uh, unvarnished the unvarnished truth. <laughs> mm. We we need uh, of those fades. So and we're going to be presenting those uh, kind of unedited uh, updates as as part of the final galleries, so that everybody can kind of be making a, a, a decision about those what fades they like based on 
kind of a there's a baseline hmm. so we can say yeah. okay these are these are true to color you know we, we, we know what these actually look like yeah all right brian i uh, at this point we uh, we're getting to a listener questions that that came in from one of the competitors of mm-hmm. year one so uh, let me play it back and uh, and uh, you can answer it hello thomas and brian my name is nicholas from nicholas fallen on instagram so after nearly a year full of journey with first indigo invitational what three words you will choose the best that describe the community and What is your hope on the second one? Okay, so Nicholas is um, Nicholas, who's by the way has some really amazing fades on his jeans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I really want to. I, I want to take a, uh, just a moment to highlight um, this, how talented uh, Nicholas is. This, he's, he's one of the uh, the truly exceptional um, members of the community, uh, and there's there's a lot of them. There's there's some incredible people, incredibly talented uh, people in this community. But he's uh, Nicholas or, de- or de- Denim Boy D D N M B O I on uh, on Instagram. Uh, he's a, he's a graphic designer in Jakarta, and he uh, did, did our, the banner we recently did, uh, which which had all the, the competitors' names on it, uh, and uh, saying like I am an invitee and, and all that. And he also did a hand painting on the on his naked and famous uh, patch. He did the Indigo uh, Invitational. It's just uh, unbelievably uh, talented. This uh, this young man. So very proud to have him as as a member of the competition. He's also uh, got incredible fades on his naked and famous. The, the, the uh, Indonesian fade community is tight. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable what they're what they're able to accomplish there. So uh, so I'll, I'll answer your question. Uh, Nicholas, and thank you very much again for submitting it. So uh, the three words—I've been thinking about this. I, I don't—I don't—I don't, I don't, uh, it, it, I don't know if I have three, but I, I have at least two. Uh, one of these is the first one would be like enthusiastic. So uh, the the community that that's come up, particularly around the competition, uh, is just—they love fades. Uh, it, it's there's 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 nothing about uh, showing off a, a collection of brand new jeans. It's, it's, it's not that. Everybody wants to talk about and show off what they've done to a pair of jeans. And just some some of the fade examples have just been destroyed. And people love uh, sharing those stories and those pictures, both of the jeans they're working on in the competition and the, and the, the pairs they've uh, they, they faded before in the competition and talking about what they're going to fade after. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a like an unbridled enthusiasm for denim culture, for boots, for jeans, for, for everything that good flannels, everything that goes with it. Um, so these are the, um, if you, if you're looking for a place to really uh, like that, uh, they have that community of, of, of people who love the, the, the denim scene uh, that, that this is, this is a really great place to find that. So that was your uh, comment on on the first word enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, enthusiasm. Yeah, and I'm an enthusiast as well. Like I'm, I'm uh, when I start talking about denim, I, uh, I get carried away. Uh, yeah. Everybody who knows me, you know, people who aren't enthusiasts in my circle, yeah. know that I'm going to talk their ear off about denim. And you probably do the same thing. Or well, well yeah, like I, like I said the other day when we were on Skype, and and it's like, well, I I I love to get on a call with you, but sometimes you know we need time because that hour is going to fly away. So, so and it yeah, is flying yeah. now. So, do you have uh, two other words or, or 
Um, yeah, I had I had another one. Uh, yeah, so enthusiastic, uh, yeah, embracing, uh, like, mm. and like positive. Yeah, yes, yeah, let's yeah. go embracing and positive. We'll go. We'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, the, the, the I haven't. But there hasn't been a single instance uh, from the start of the competition of any problematic language or problematic behavior in the group. Not not a, not a single one. There hasn't been anybody who's come, you know, somebody showing their fades and somebody come and saying, eh, this is, this is good. No negativity. It's just everybody in there is, is really supportive of each other. And when you, when you, when you share a picture, it's just the, the, the comments that come underneath it. It's all just like, Hey, great job. You know, like well done. Maybe asking for some details about how they're getting the fades. Uh, but um, the, the people who were, you know, say not running at the front of the pack, they're still being encouraged to lift their fade game and, uh, and kind of enjoy the process and, uh, and having their questions answered as well about how they can kind of like, like match uh, with, with what's going on uh, with, with the front runners. Mm. So yeah, really positive and, and really, uh, really embracing that everybody says like, Hey, welcome. You're, you're, you're in a, you're in a family now. And, so far, we, we haven't had to kick anybody out. So, uh, like, if if, if you if you're looking for kind of backbiting and uh, uh, kind of like, uh, I don't know how you are on, on language on this podcast, but if you're looking for a dick measuring contest, uh, <laughs> this this isn't that's not the place for it. It's not the place for it. You, you, it'll you'll you'll feel yourself out of place very quickly if you want to come and talk about how somebody's fades are garbage or something like that. It just just won't fly. In the no. group, but we haven't had to deal with that yet, and I really hope that we don't see any of that in year two. So, yeah, and, and that ties up to. I mean, so so Nicholas's second question was, "What's your hope for for the second one for year two of the competition?" More of the same. That's. Uh, I, I just. I just don't want. I. I really don't want to uh, to lose what we've built. Like what what we built in those first few months uh, of the competition. Uh, that was when that when when the enthusiasm. We've we've managed to keep that enthusiasm high. Uh, throughout the the process, we've lost some competitors, as you as you would expect when you start with more than a hundred uh, competitors. Yeah, you're going to lose some along the way, uh, yeah. but we've we've kept that enthusiasm up. So for year two, uh, I, I I want more of the same. I, I I don't want the competition to change. We're going to remain independent. We're we're not going to we're not going to charge anything. Uh, And just to be clear, you don't make any money from this. This is all no. all in, you know you do is yeah. because you want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I I started uh, Dave and I, uh, Dave uh, Dave Dickinson, who's the, my my co-founder in this. Uh, he, he was he's a kind of a, a new uh, entrance into this community, uh, and I'm I, I wasn't at the expert level either. You know, I was uh, I was just kind of getting started. And so when we started this competition, we we, we both did it because hey, we thought this would be fun. You know, like mm. he's he's been an amazing help. Dave has been an amazing help to me on this on this journey because he understands the kind of the back office stuff. You know, the 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 admin side of it much better than I do. Uh, but it just comes from a place of enthusiasm. Again, coming back to that word enthusiasm, mm-hmm. uh, and we really everybody who's uh, who's in the competition, as far as I can tell, wants that to continue. We don't want to see that change in year two. So bring that enthusiastic energy. Uh, and bring that embracing spirit. If if you want to come join the competition, make sure you come with the uh, with with uh, with your arms open and, and and like ready to commit to a pair. Nice. So Brian, it's now time for the last question on this podcast, and it doesn't have well, it it can have, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with denim. So the question is this: obviously hypothetical, but let's say your house is burning, 
your family yeah. and your cats. I know you have two cats, your wife, your yeah. family, your cats. They're all safe outside. So what do you okay. rush back in through yeah. the flames to get out? Can I have two? Can I have two things? Like, uh, uh, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you yeah. one. Anything one, you one can practical. carry, basically. I mean, you can go back yeah. twice. Okay. I don't care. I mean, it's, it's your life. <laughs> well, one one's impractical and one's practical. Because I'm glad you said the cats. Because, yeah, I, I, I got two cats. And if, if I didn't save the cats, I'd, I'd, I'd be in a lot of trouble with my wife. Uh, so like, like I'm glad you got that. You, you took that off the table as an option. So cats are safe. Then it's just material possessions inside. Uh, clothes. Like I can replace the clothes. Yeah, like even the stuff I've faded and the, the stuff of you know, like hand embroidered and stuff like that. I can replace that. Uh, but the, the, the two that I, I don't think uh, are, are really replaceable for me. The practical one is my uh, Martin D28, my custom Martin D28, my guitar. Mm-hmm. Like that, uh, I call her Jolene. She, she's that she's very special. Uh, that that guitar, she's been with me for a while, and uh, it, 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 I, you, just, you just won't find that guitar uh, anywhere. So that's probably the single possession that means the most to me. That's the one. If I if I really only had time to grab one, uh, but the impractical one. If you say like what possession, with the other one would be my book collection, <laughs> so my library. I, I can't mm. carry that in, in one arm load, um, but that's the, that's the other thing that means the absolute most to me. It was uh, when I moved my library from Canada to, to Europe. That was really when I was home in Europe. When Europe became a home for me, as soon as my books were uh, were in Budapest with me, that's when you know, I, I felt like Europe was really my home. Right, that's a great answer, and um, that's a great place to um, to end this podcast so Brian uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on, on the show with me and uh, talk about the Indigo Invitational and before um, we uh, before I let you off the hook and um, well tell the listeners again where can they get in touch with you where can they learn more about the Indigo Invitational and where can they join it um, yeah uh, so the best way is, is through the Facebook group first annual Indigo Invitational uh, in the raw again very long name but and I think you can just maybe search I mean I think you can just search Indigo Invitational two words it's probably going to come up um, yeah the, the- we, we have a like a, a kind of a brand page for the Indigo Invitational and the, that's got a button on it to join the group uh, hmm. so if you put Indigo Invitational in, in your Facebook search uh, search bar it's going to come come right up uh the other one is uh, at indigo invitational on this instagram mm-hmm. uh you can you can follow the competition there uh and i, I respond to every message i get so uh, if, if you want to reach out to me uh and, and ask about the competition or ask where where you can find uh, like places to join uh, you can do that so that's that, those are the best two places to to find right. the competition and get the information you need right Well, um, that's it for this episode then. Uh, once again, thank you for, for coming on and, and talking about Thanks Denim. so much for having me. Yeah, awesome. thanks so much for having me. I've been really excited about doing this for, uh, for months. Nice. Well, well uh, and thanks to all the listeners out there. We'll catch you in the next episode. You've made it to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a future episode. And if you want to get more content about denim, go to denimhunters.com.